Welcome back to the AUA Inside Track Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing the Aqua Registry with our guest, Dr. Ronald Suh. Dr. Suh's practice, Urology of Indiana, is an AUA quality Aqua Registry participant. Dr. Suh will be speaking about his experience with the Aqua Registry, specifically how it's helped his practice with MIPS reporting and quality improvement. Welcome, Dr. Suh. Hi, thank you for having me. Let's start with a little bit of background, Dr. Suh. Can you first tell me a little bit about your practice and your role within the practice? Sure. Uh, Urology of Indiana is a uh, private group practice. We're in central Indiana, and we have 35 physicians and 16 advanced practice providers uh, across 13 office locations, and we cover multiple health systems and hospitals, and I serve as the president and medical director. How long has your practice been a part of the Aqua Registry? We uh, started our participation really since the inception of the Aqua Registry. When it started, um, you know, the benefits were still relatively abstract from where they've matured to now. But um, at that time, it was clear to us that healthcare was going to start moving away from a purely volume reimbursement model and really to a larger, a larger proportion of value-based reimbursement. So. Our practice at that time viewed Aqua as an important part of that transition. Uh, we wanted to be certain we had a seat at the table and a voice in how care uh, was being measured in our specialty. We also saw Aqua as an opportunity to measure our own internal processes and care uh, with the assistance of outside resources such as the AUA and be able to compare them to other peers in a de-identified way institute improvements in our practice and the way we take care of patients. Um, As a private practice, we knew there'd be a significant investment of time and resources uh, to really measure that quality of care and outcomes. Um, And uh, we saw Aqua Registry really from the beginning as an opportunity to do that uh, with the backing of the AUA and their expertise. So we were on board pretty quickly. And how do you feel about that decision that you made today as you reflect back upon it? Oh, we're very pleased. You know, we've been able to garner uh, a lot of experience uh, over those years um, since it started. Um, And the benefits of Aqua participation have expanded even further from just that, you know, initial vision that we had and that the AUA had. Um, So we've been able to use it as a tool uh, to learn more about our practice, We've engaged uh, our own physicians in their uh, own uh, personal measurement. And uh, to be honest, I think at least my biggest issue with Aqua is a little bit of guilt that I'm not using it more uh, to benefit the practice because I think it is really uh, has an opportunity to be a great tool. Now I want to shift the discussion to the merit-based incentive payment system, MIPS. So why did you select the Aqua registry as your MIPS reporting vendor? Uh, for me and us, I was empowered with that decision-making uh, by the practice. Uh, you know, really the most important distinction between Aqua and the other options uh, for MIPS reporting for urologists is, is access to urology-specific QCDR uh, quality measures. Um, and so I'm sure there are other MIPS reporting options that can get the job done, basically, and meet the minimum reporting requirements. Uh, for many urology practices, you know, they're all uh, required to report for MIPS, and I, I'm sure they're meeting those standards. But the reality to us, I think, is that the standard QPP measures really don't represent what's important to a urology practice. 
Um, so you can focus on those QPP measures that are, you know, kind of standard reporting through a standard MIPS registry or with standard EHR uh, and get some reasonable scores. But our thought is that if we're going to spend time, resources, and, and really measure quality and report it nationally, uh, I think we should be measuring what actually matters to us and not just checking a box. Um, so that access to those Eurasi-specific measures, and even if we're not uh, you know, specifically focusing on a, a, a particular measure's performance and workflows, uh, my feeling, as long as we're focusing on providing good urologic care, we're going to score well. Uh, you know, an example is for our bladder cancer uh, patient population, as long as our urologists are following the guidelines uh, and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, we will automatically meet or exceed the metrics without having to do anything extra or pay any special attention. Uh, and so we don't have to make sh uh, you know worry about making sure that everyone checks a box you know for the QPP measures um, that that are non-urologic. And in addition, kind of in hindsight, but understanding how MIPS works now, uh, with the requirement of at least one outcome measure and also the opportunity for bonus points when you report more than six measures, uh, we've been able to submit very high scores to CMS for our MIPS reporting and have been able to qualify each year for the exceptional performance bonus payments. So how many years have you reported for MIPS through the Aqua Registry? Uh, we've been doing it from the beginning. So uh, we started performing or started measuring uh, for that first initial uh, QPP MIPS uh, performance year in 2017 and submitted that data in 2018. And um, this year, uh, just this past spring, uh, was our third year of submitting through Aqua for MIPS. Is there anything else you want to say about your experience with reporting for MIPS through the Aqua Registry? I think one thing that I've been impressed with is just the level of support um, that we get from the Aqua team, both uh, AUA staff and FIGMD, their, um, their resource. Um, you know, I don't have any comparison because we've always used Aqua and never really used anybody else, but I can say uh, that I feel we get plenty of personal attention and engagement from both the AUA and FIGMD, and it's very comforting, obviously, to have that. There's really good communication about deadlines. Um, there's constant reminders. And again, that personal attention uh, to make sure that we're succeeding uh, when it comes to this, you know, really requirement that, that we have. We get uh, dashboard management advice and, and tips uh, from the Aqua staff. And, and when it does come time to report, um, you know, they're very helpful in terms of measure selection and making sure that we, you know, are obtaining the optimum score. So they understand what they're measuring and what they need to submit um, and, and really can help identify uh, how we can uh, achieve the best scores. Um, and even with that resource, every practice still needs a dedicated internal uh, champion that's knowledgeable about MIPS and you know, can't just be completely hands-off. Um, but through the Aqua team, they really understand those rules and nuances to kind of get that extra level of uh, of success uh, in reporting the quality component of MIPS. Dr. So, last year you transitioned electronic medical record systems. How did this impact your 2019 MIPS reporting? Well, uh, you know, obviously changing an EMR system is a pretty daunting challenge uh, for a lot of reasons for practice. And fortunately, I, I really feel like we had a successful process overall 
for a practice. Um, in terms of MIPS reporting specifically, really that essentially required us to start from scratch with Aqua for interfaces and our data acquisition. Um, it was a big EMR change. We switched from a locally hosted EMR uh, to a fully cloud-based EMR and all the mapping between our dashboard uh, in Aqua and our new documentation in our EMR had to be re-engineered. So it was definitely a big change. Um, I can say that FigMD and the entire Aqua team really did a, a great job, an excellent job executing on all those processes. Uh, one thing that I noticed is it actually took a lot less interaction from me and our practice than our initial setup when we first started with the Aqua registry back in 2014. And I think that's probably because the Aqua team has really learned a lot and improved their startup processes for practices that are joining the registry. Um, so, you know, basically we were kind of you know, starting new and for us reporting for MIPS uh, in that time frame was really one of the easier things that we had to tackle as part of that EMR transition. Yeah, and given your EMR transition, what steps did Aqua staff take to ensure your MIPS submission was completed on time? So, you know, we knew in advance that we were making this EHR change, and, and so we had several meetings between the Aqua team and our new EMR vendor. Uh, you know, from the start, our EMR vendor really wanted us to use their own MIPS process, which was um, you know, predominantly integrated into their system. So, at that time, you know, again, we were faced with the decision of whether we should use Aqua or we should use the EMR system. And, uh, again, we chose Aqua, and I'm glad we did. Uh, as I mentioned, the Aqua team was very good about communication, following up on deadlines, um, really having realistic goals and timelines. And every quarter, uh, I met virtually with the Aqua team that was assigned to our account, and we reviewed the dashboard and the measures for accuracy, made adjustments. But, you know, obviously just given the – degree of change that an EMR uh, switches, there were, there were a few unanticipated surprises um, as we kind of got ready for a submission and uh, populated the measures uh, and worked through the dashboard. So at that time, I have to say, I mean, the Aqua team, both at the AUA and at FIGMD, uh, put in a lot of time getting everything ready uh, to submit on, on our behalf. And, uh, you know, since we were essentially a brand new EMR submission at a time, we did need that special attention and we got it, uh, which really helped. Now I want to discuss a little bit about quality improvement. So in a given month, how often do you log into the Aqua Registry dashboard? It really depends. Um, I don't have really a set regimen. It kind of uh, you know, depends on what we're trying to get out of it. So as I mentioned, uh, at the uh, you know, as part of the dashboard maintenance, we have quarterly meetings um, with the Aqua team uh, to review the measures for accuracy and completeness and, and see if we're missing anything, if we think something doesn't look right and make, make tweaks. So there's that kind of maintenance part. And uh, I do spend some time in advance uh, of those meetings reviewing things. Otherwise, the timing is really based on any special projects we might be working on either internally or externally. So it could be weekly or monthly. In the past, how have you used information on the dashboard to enhance your practice's workflows? So a good example, we were the pilot practice for implementing the Aqua uh, patient-reported uh, outcomes module, the PRO module. So um, through, that red, through the Aqua registry, our uh, patients in our practice who were newly diagnosed with prostate cancer would be automatically identified, and then they would be uh, sent electronic surveys to complete at regular intervals. So this allowed us to 
prospectively capture that data from our prostate cancer patient population. And it was obviously kept and tracked within the Aqua dashboard for outcomes quality reporting, but also within our own EMR uh, for our providers to use and track. So um, that was definitely a, a significant enhancement in, in the workflows because we were trying to capture that information and we were not doing it uh, probably very well. And, and through that automated process, um, I think it really helped both the registry dashboard as well as our own internal uh, specific, uh, uh, you know, EMR and, and clinical data. Um, we also participated in several studies that were supported through the AUA data grants. And these were evaluating how dashboard feedback to providers, you know, having access to their performance would potentially impact uh, urologic care and, and, and how it moves the needle on quality improvement. So uh, through those studies, um, we really have uh, we're able to, to leverage that to improve our own care, uh, maybe pay attention to some workflows and, and learn additional lessons on how we can do a better job of uh, measuring what we're doing. Um, so, you know, for our practice, I'm biased, of course, but I, I, I already think that we're doing a high-quality job of taking care of patients. Um, but really what the new mandate is and the new measure is, uh, how do you measure that and report it uh, both for our own internal use and for successful participation in these quality programs. And I think that's really where the enhancement to our workflows has come from or has, uh, has uh, resulted in. And have you shared feedback such as performance scores, benchmarks, things of that nature, from the dashboard with your providers, administrators, and, and leaders? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, our providers have access uh, to their own uh, metrics and the, and the practice as well uh, uh, overall. And, um, and mostly the providers were using, are using them around these kind of case studies or these uh, use studies uh, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, for the administrators, uh, I feel like Aqua I mean, is really very much a clinical tool. And for a practice, kind of our size and scope, we already had some pretty robust practice management tools. Um, but for the providers, um, I think it's a, a, a really critical resource for them. And obviously, not everyone's going to have the same interest and engagement level uh, with the dashboard and, and really trying to understand what it all means. But I can say that once we introduced it, uh, the majority really took it personally once they had it in front of them. And the most common feedback I would usually get was urologists, uh, you know, either uh, believing their scores maybe were too low than what they thought or, or wanting to know how to, how to make their scores better. So I think it was uh, definitely a positive uh, that they had that access and that it was being shared with them. What types of feedback did you share with them? So they had access to um, the, uh, you know, metrics of each of the measures. So the Aqua measures, uh, both the QPP and the uh, neurology-specific QCDR non-QPP measures, uh, would be accessible. They'd be able to see, you know, how they were scoring. And I think the idea, and as part of those, um, you know, use case uh, studies uh, through the AUA data grants, was to, to see how that access moves the lever on, on scoring. And, uh, you know, the, their ability to see that really made them recognize, okay, this is where my, uh, my, uh, my score is. This is how I compare it to both my peers internally and externally. Um, and, you know, to different providers, there's going to be different measures that are important to them uh, that they either find to be uh, relevant to their practice. 
uh, or to uh, to the practice in general. And, you know, so really it was just kind of opening up that opportunity for them to see it. Now that you've successfully transitioned EMRs, what are you hoping to accomplish using Aqua moving forward? So obviously, you know, the Aqua registry continues to have a wide range of values and goals that, um, you know, the AUA is promoting. Um, you know, there's large-scale urologic research. There's lifelong learning uh, requirements for the American Board of Urology. So for us personally, the next step and what, you know, I think is really the foundation and goal of Aqua as a tool beyond just misreporting at, you know, an individual practice level is to take a, a, really a subset of those QCDR measures um, that we find impact the patient experience from either quality or satisfaction and really focus internally on achieving the best scores possible by studying that and really measuring it uh, and understanding uh, that measurement. And that's really what I believe Aqua and MIPS and really the intent of the quality payment program all comes to fruition, uh, which is really to empower providers to measure and either validate or improve how they're providing patient care. So that's our ultimate goal. You've been listening to Dr. Ronald Suh. Dr. Suh is a urologist with Urology of Indiana, and Urology of Indiana is an AUA Quality Aqua Registry participant. Thank you, Dr. Suh, for your time today. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And we just want to remind listeners that for more information on the Aqua Registry, please contact aqua at auanet.org. That's A-Q-U-A at auanet.org. Thank you for listening to the AUA Inside Tracks podcast, an official podcast of the American Urological Association. For more information, please visit auanet.org.